How long? How long, O oh Lord? It's the plaintive plea and cry of a wounded and broken and lost soul. It's a plea that comes from a very, very weary place, from a place of just struggling to hold things together. How long will we all be away from this ballroom? How long will we be scattered rather than gathered right here? How long before we can just be in this safe place of sanctuary once again? How long? How long before we feel the warmth of a Helen Danielson hug? The soothing sounds of the all-world tabernacle ten-minute choir. The joy of sharing the simple gift of communion together right here in this place. How long, oh Lord, how long? How long will over 40 plus million be unemployed? How long will the death toll from COVID-19 increase and families not be able to gather together even to remember them in memorial? How long will it take before we get back to normal? Right now, they've diagnosed over 5.1 million cases of the virus and coronavirus deaths have surpassed 165,000 in the United States. We know what it is to be disoriented. We know what it is to be confused. We know what it is to struggle. We know what it is to be weary. We know what it is to give the last ounce of our strength and to face everything with all the courage that we have. We know how long it is taken. But even the harder question is how much more long? Or as my little girls would say as we would take off on a trip, how much more longer, Daddy? You probably heard that somewhere along in your life's experience too. Headed off on a trip, on a journey and a destination where for children they didn't understand beginning and ending and they didn't understand how long it would be. But we know, we know that we may not know the answer to the question of how much more longer the plaintive cry of a child in a car or how long, O oh Lord. We know that sometimes every sense of resource and power and energy we have gets to empty. And once it gets to empty, then we find this psalm of lament, this psalm of disorientation to be powerful truth for you and me. The psalmist, in this text, appears to be frustrated by waiting for God. Have you ever been frustrated by waiting for anything? I get frustrated waiting in line for fast food. I get frustrated now in line anywhere where I have to stand six feet apart from everyone else, and everybody seems to go slow. I'm not going to mention any names, but every time I go to one of those um, hardware stores where I always go to pick up plants for Lee or we have to stop and get a few things, there's one little lady, God bless her soul. She is the nicest, most kind, and loving human being. She develops a long-term relationship with every customer that comes through there. And here I am, standing there, holding on to things that are really heavy, and she's just being her normal, sweet self, and developing a long-term relationship in about everything and anything, while the line just gets longer and longer, and I cry out, How long, O oh Lord? 
Maybe you cry out that way too. But we've all been there. And that's where the psalmist is, frustrated with God. How long, O oh Lord, when he asks him, he asks God, will you care for me again and return to take interest in me? That's that whole sense of this beautiful, how long will you hide your face from me? No, give me interest. Look at me. Make sure that I'm aware. I don't know about you, but sometimes where I feel like the face of God has been turned away from me, I struggle. Now, it's not quite the same thing, but I will tell you that um, one of the things that I learned about uh, obedience in, in actually working with dogs and obedience training, that if you're trying to change the behavior of uh, a particular uh, animal, in this case it happened to be a border collie, you were never to turn your face toward the dog when they were behaving badly. You were to turn your face away from the dog so that they didn't get attention for bad behavior. It also is a very good principle in terms of dealing with our children. We do not want to reward bad behaviors. What we want to do is reward good behaviors. So in this psalm of lament, the psalmist is saying, I feel like for somehow or another I'm being judged by you or you feel like I've done something wrong, God. You've hidden your face from me. you turned your face from me. You will not look upon me. How long do I have to go through that? Whether heartache or pain, brokenness, death, loss, whatever the case may be, the psalmist understood what it was to be disoriented. How long will I be alienated from God, he asked. How long will the enemy, who, the enemy who ignores God in all of his ways, how long will he be able to insist that I trust and my trust in God is foolish? That's the words of the psalmist. And then the psalmist turns and speaks of trust. Before we go to that piece of the puzzle, I want to stay on the front side of this equation. The psalmist prays out a prayer. And you know those prayers. We all know those prayers. What kind of prayer do you pray when the bottom drops out? A number of years ago, I was uh, rushing to my sister's house uh, to just uh, deal with a couple of things with her. And in the midst of uh, being there, there was a big rainstorm. And I had a really a uh, fairly new car and it was sat low to the ground and for some reason all the storm sewers uh, around where her house was they all filled up with water and I remember coming out to try and get out of the neighborhood and the water was above I mean this was a low setting car and I remember as I tried to drive my way out as I got into the middle of the street the water was really high and so I could, I could sense that I was being surrounded by this water, but I was trying to rush through. I ended up driving through several neighbors' yards so that I didn't get stuck and bogged down in the water. But I remember while I was in the midst of that water trying to plow my way through, my prayer life increased 500-fold. Sometimes when we're in the midst of difficult circumstances, when these prayers of lament come, and that's exactly what happened to me, I cried out, out of the depths, from Psalm 130, out of the depths of the waters, they've come up to my neck. Well, in my set of circumstances, the water was just coming up over the doors. It wasn't up to my neck, but there's where my plaintive cry came out. When does the plaintive cry for you come out? When there are circumstances beyond your control that you simply cannot manage? When does the plaintive cry come out? When you're hospitalized and you're uncertain about what the future holds? When does the plaintive cry come when the diagnosis for cancer comes? Is there a plaintive cry that comes when one of our children is hurting? or wounded, or our grandchildren. There's always that moment where we find ourselves completely in one accord with this psalmist where we just have to look 
And we have to go to God. And we have to cry out in the deepest moments of our human pain and existence, in the midst of all of our suffering, and trust that God's going to preserve us from evil and bring us to the light of a new day where the sun will shine and the dawn will break and the grace of God will be very powerfully present with each and every one of us. And the psalmist, in bringing this out, brings it out beautifully. The important part of all of these psalms of lament, and this one is no different, there's always anger, there's always confusion, there's always questioning, and there's always despair. Now, that may be your life on a daily basis. I pray not. But particularly when the bottom falls out and our hearts are breaking and the world seems to be spinning out of control, certainly anger, confusion, questioning, and despair hit us. That hits me on a daily basis as well. And I struggle sometimes just with the normal things of life because it doesn't take much when the tank is on empty and the world just keeps pressing in and more and more and more news hits. This week was a week like that. I was aware of Shirley Moore and her concerns, and we prayed for her. And then I talked with May last week to find out she'd been ill but recovering. And then I get a phone call, and our beloved Nita Lethwich had fallen. And then not long after that, I find out that our beloved Paula is diagnosed with COVID. And then not long after that, I find out that Sue, who's also one of our beloved, has had a problem and is hospitalized. And if that's not enough, you just have to read the daily headlines and it just feels like the waters of this world are constantly pressing on us and we're all driving around in a very low riding car and at, at a moment's notice, all of those floodwaters are gonna come in and wash us away. So in the midst of that, it's not surprising that we find ourselves at times angry or we find ourselves confused, or we find ourselves questioning and uncertain. We find ourselves in despair, and we simply cry out, How long, O oh Lord? The heart of this type is the ask. It's simply the ask where we ask God to help us. Help Shirley, and help Nita, and help May, and help Sue, and help Paula, and help all others. Bruce and all of the others that we know. Help them. Help us. And here is the ask in this psalm, give light to my eyes. The psalm also expresses this beautiful trust, trusting God. One of my favorite writers and theologians is Walter Brueggemann. And he reminds us over and over again that these are poems. These wonderful psalms are poems. Many of them were sung. But they're a psalm of disorientation they admit that life is not as well-ordered as simple Sunday school faith that we've, we, we've known since a child, but sometimes we have to pretend. They acknowledge that life is really messy, it's not so clean, and they protest to heaven the things that have all gone wrong and constantly describe the way things should be. And these psalms, through prayer, evoke action from God, and they help move the sufferer into a new place because at some point we can constantly ask the question how long oh lord how long and in the midst of our disorientation we get lost where you see earlier this week nita leftwich was in her apartment and she was oriented completely a 
fall occurs and she's totally disoriented. She's now on the other side of surgery trying to find new orientation. How long will we have to endure this crazy experience? With all that's occurred with COVID and everything that's changed in our world, every one of us is asking that question. We just want a simple answer because we want to gather back together. We want normal. And even if we settle for a new normal, we'd like to find our way to that. But while we wait, we constantly ask the question, how long? And the psalmist gives us a solution. We see at some point after asking the question four times, how long, O oh Lord, how long, O oh Lord, how long, O oh Lord? The how long shifts to a thank you to God. They shift to a new orientation so that the focus is not just turning on us. When Chuck and I started the service this morning, we sang, we have come into this house and gathered in his name to worship, worship Christ the Lord. And the second verse of that song reminds us so that sometimes we have to forget about the self, concentrate on him and worship him. And the psalmist reminds us that we can constantly ask the egoist question of how long, O oh Lord, must I suffer? And at some point we move to a collective understanding of relationship so that we don't have to deal with the difficulties of our lives alone. We must recognize that even though it feels like God is absent in our midst, that in the, that taking hold of that relationship, we can look to God with thanksgiving and we can thank God for being with us. I remind you that these words of lament, they're important for several reasons. First, they give us words for the deepest, darkest night of the soul. When the bottom drops out, when pain seems too much to bear. You've heard that it was said that God would never give any of us any more than we can handle. Well, I want you to know, as 32 years in ministry, I've worked with a lot of people who had more than they could handle. And some of you feel like you've had more than you can handle. I've certainly felt that I had more than I could handle. But the greatness and the wisdom of sometimes having what seems to be more than we can handle is it drives us to God. And in being driven back to God, we know that God is big enough for everything that we've got. We may not be big enough to handle it, but God is. Our pain, our anger, our questions, our doubts, they even suggest that genuine biblical faith is comfortable challenging God. So when it gets really hard, we can cry out, how long, O Lord? And know that that God is present with us more than we'll ever know and most precisely when all of our resources are on empty and there is no place to go. I love it that we're all asking the question about when will we find normal or new normal. I can tell you the world's never going to be the same. I'm not sure what it's going to look like in the end, but I can tell you this, the world is not going to be the same. You know the psalm ends I will sing to the Lord, the Lord of love, the God of my salvation. 
It's pretty common in the scriptural stories that when folks are at their lowest place, a place of weariness, a place of struggle, a place of just holding on, a place of enough is enough. They name the truth. We speak from our hearts, but then we sing praise to God. And it's not a naivete. It's not wishful thinking on our part. It's a song of protest. It rises up in the air. And it pierces its way through to the highest heavens, to the very ears of God, who is our hope. Our circumstances with COVID-19, the coronavirus, and all of the craziness that's come, for the physical difficulties that many have faced this week. It makes it difficult for us sometimes just to even catch our breath and to breathe. And the plaintive cry of our hearts is, how long, O Lord, until all of God's children can walk through their day trusting that they truly belong. All of God's children, red and yellow, black and white, and all other colors in between are precious. And how long? until they breathe, that God breathed into us. And we all recognize that as God's children, there is no place for hatred or apathy. How long until all of God's children can breathe freedom and breathe justice? I don't know. But the first step is we all have to be able to breathe. And then with that breath, Maybe all of us as God's children will sing praise to the God who brings steadfast love, who is the source of our salvation. If you found yourself weary and troubled this morning, if you found yourself on the other side of difficulty, heartache, or pain, let it out. Cry out so that God hears it. That's what the psalmist tells us. But let that transformation from disorientation to an orientation of thanksgiving. Let it happen. For I promise you this, you will find God. For he is right there all the time. All the time. He's just waiting for us to see him, to recognize him, and to praise him.